uh, warning. We're about to like spoil the strain season two episodes one to six. If you haven't seen the show, good on you. But I guess if you care enough, leave now, come back later. If you don't care, like a smart person, or you've already seen the show and you're in pain like us, then please stick around. Man, The Strain Season 2 is the first 4D experience I've had in years. It literally sucked the life out of me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. Today, should we even do banter beforehand or just say it? I, I like banter. Banter is fun, unlike this show. Anything to put off uh, what we have to do. Um, so I mean, that's what we're. That's why we didn't release this episode in June. Yeah. <laughs> so by the tone of our voices, you can probably tell that we aren't too enthused by this show, and in fact, it may be the complete opposite of that. Um, Unenthused, that's the word. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, um, you probably knew just by the spoiler warning, because usually we're more professional about these things. I'm going to pick a random note before we get into this, just because uh, it's fun and I took a lot of notes compared to everything else we've done so far. Yep, yep. Uh, suck shit, Zach. Okay, so uh, this is the Strainy Baney Susan 2. Yeah, the strain season two, everybody. Um, I wait, can you recolor the intro so it looks brown instead of red? Because <laughs> it's mean, poop. It already looks kind of brownish. It already has some brown and yellow hues in it, but <laughs> make it more brown. All right, because maturity. <laughs> so th this might go on either. It's going to either be normal length or longer because we have quite a bit to say to get out of our system. So uh, the, the 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 recap won't take long. It's not like last time where the recap will take forever. No, the, because barely anything fucking happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it would take a while if anything fucking happened in these six episodes, but nothing has. So yeah, let's get the fucking synopsis out of the way. But uh, and also, if anyone wants to be pedantic, why did you do all of season one, but you're not doing all of season two? It's because we feel emotionally dead inside, and also we don't want our two-hour episode dedicated to this show. This show is literally, like, we watch it, and it sucks the energy out of us. It's just draining. It, it's draining to watch. And it's like, you know, with season one, the first half was fine, and the second half went downhill. But with this, it's a struggle just to get through one or two episodes. So that's why we're doing a halfway thing, because I don't think we can physically watch a whole season of The Strain Season 2. And, and hell, I'll even give the first season this. I'll say two-thirds of it were great, yeah. and then everything else was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but man, <laughs> were we blown away by the new lows that this one went to. Okay. Um... Let me see if I can recall everything that happened. 
So it's been about a week since the show, since season one. The crew is now staying at, uh... Somewhere in New York. Uh... <laughs> no, what's the chick's name? Oh, the chick, it's, uh, uh, hold on. I'll remember it in a sec. Uh, uh, oh, oh, it's, you can uh, also just use the Justin Crash joke again and yeah. then cut to whenever we figure out her name. I know it's it's Dutch, but we call her Ditch. Oh, Dutch. Yes. Well, she becomes somewhat more of a character in the first episode, so I'll be kind enough to call her Dutch. <laughs> Fair. I mean, she loses that next episode, but still. Yeah. So they're staying at Dutch's place, which is a bat layer. Uh, it is a Batman layer, like if you think about it. It's yeah, it's a Batman layer because like they reinforce it against the vampires, and it becomes kind of this like safe haven for them. Yeah. Okay. So F and Chick, who we no longer write actual good dialogue for, they they decide. Okay, we need to solve this infection by causing another infection that will kill the vampires. Which, interesting concept, but... Interesting concept. They're not going anywhere with this. Nope. Um, well, okay, they do. Because um, Abraham takes them to some old... Well, some... What are they called? Elderly? Where, no, where you walk away... Walk away. Lock away your shit. A locker? It's not a locker. It's like a place you rent you rent to put your stuff. A storage Storage space. locker. It's a storage locker. Yeah, a storage locker. I couldn't think of the fucking word. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. This... My brain is jumping ahead to just everything I hate at the moment. See, okay, this is a little PSA. See, this is what the Strain Season 2 does to you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it just fills you with rage and you forget the simplest of words. So they go to a storage locker because the old man wants to... Abraham wants to look for some books to figure out how to beat the master because it didn't work last time, even though it, uh, we kind of find out it actually was working. Yeah, because the master is slowly dying. He was just slowly dying. So literally, if they just kept him or held him down in some way, this show would be over. <laughs> but besides the point. They go to the storage place. Uh, vampires attack. Oh, also, Ratman and Dutch get silver grenades because we have those now. Again, that's cool, but it just they're just there. I wish it wasn't a better show. I wish it was in a better vampire fighting show. But uh, while they're there, they find two other survivors who were trying to hide out, and they're like, hey, you can come with us. But then they get bit. So it's like, oh, they're going to turn to vampires. And F is like, wait. They're going to turn to vampires. We can test out our our disease theory on them. So they do that. Yep. The wife dies. It's a husband and wife. The wife dies, but the husband doesn't and gets the disease. So they let him out in so he can go be with other vampires. The disease spreads, and the master causes a, a vampire with the disease to kill themselves. Again, cool concept, but wasted we'll, we'll get to it well we'll talk about how it's wasted in just three seconds because <laughs> we're almost done believe it or not <laughs> we're almost done 
Oh, uh, well, no, I will have a B plot to bring up. Yeah. But, okay, so... So then, um, F is like, we need to get this to DC. I know a guy. He can help us get into bombs, and we can spread it throughout the city as a bioweapon. It will kill all the vampires. We'll all be good. F sneaks out of the city using just a single... Uh, the dude at the CDC who originally fired, fired him and blamed him. Hold on, hold on. Say it one more time. I no. said a single, and then it broke up. A single? Like you said, he broke out using a single, and then it just broke up. Oh, okay. He, he got out of the city using a single fake ID that he got from Dutch, one of Dutch's friends at a strip club for reasons. Um... He's heading to Washington, D.C. on a train. Turns out the guy from CDC who tried to blame F for all this is on the train, notices him. F kills him by throwing him off the train. F gets to Washington, D.C., talks to his friend. His friend gets him in contact with an actress who is played by F's literal wife. But before they can talk, and F can't talk to any of the generals because they'll know it, he's the person that all the cops are looking for as a fugitive. Wait, doesn't he talk to a general later? Well, no, he can't go in front of like the Supreme Court and yeah. stuff to get this all through. Because he'll, yeah, because they'll recognize him. Okay, they'll recognize him. But they're getting like they're getting generals on this. They're do- doing all that stuff. F sleeps with the one lady, so I guess he's cheating on the other chick, whose name I honestly forget, and she isn't running well at all in this season, so really doesn't matter. Should we look up the... Can you look up the character's name while I continue? Which character are we talking about again? Uh, the, the one chick who lost her mother last season. The one chick who lost her mother? Yeah, the one who's usually working with F. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, look up her name real quick. <laughs> but, um, F is about to go back and celebrate because it's it'll probably be get the okay in 72 hours. But his friend is dead. And then he's like, oh no, my friend is dead. And then the woman, and then assassin appears and shoots woman and then tries to kill F, but F headshots him. And now both of his friends are dead. Her name is Nora. Nora. So F cheated on Nora because he's a douche. But yeah, and his mom just becomes a vampire. <laughs> her mom. Or her mom. Or his no, mom. they killed her mom before she became a vampire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was talking about uh, uh, F's wife. F's so, wife. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh... F's friends are dead. That's where... And Stoneheart sent the assassin because... And the reason we know this is because the assassin's background on his cell phone is the Stoneheart Corporation. He literally just says Stoneheart. It's like, wow, you're a terrible fucking assassin, aren't you? <laughs> so now, most likely, um, that dis- that whole spraying a virus thing is impossible. So that made this entire arc entirely pointless. But there's also a side plot. Don't worry. There's more. There's many side plots, in fact. Uh, One that I'll quickly summarize, because it hasn't gone anywhere yet at this point in the season. Abraham is looking for a new book. 
and it's a mythical book that he has been looking for since like the 60s and even the head of Stoneheart was the guy who originally tried to help him but then Nazi man talked to Stoneheart it was like yo bitch I can make you like super mortal it's like okay I'll stop working with Abraham yep and Abraham's basically going around to anyone who's shipping goods and is like hey if you see a book with a steel case give me a call and then he licks his lips <laughs> And that's really it. They've never, they haven't found the book that they left. With they them. haven't found the book yet, but I'm sure it will be entirely pointless. And another, uh, another short one will be the Stoneheart bodyguard. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, the Stoneheart bodyguard, whose name I forget, but he's Irish. Apparently uh, he, he left the head of Stoneheart because he was like, you're pretty fucking evil. And I can't stand by that. So he leaves. And then Abraham finds him and is like, Hey, you know, you could tell us a lot of cool shit. So and he's like, I'll never tell you cool shit. A Abraham literally just says, yeah, you will. Here's my card. And then leaves. <laughs> and then he goes and talks to Abraham eventually. And he tells us stuff we already know, but we need a way for the characters to know. So nitpicky assholes on the internet wouldn't point it out. <laughs> and then he dies. Yeah, he, he gets bitten, and then they chop off his head. That's it. Yeah, literally, like, the next episode, he dies. And his brother is presumably still somewhere around. But yeah, Bodyguard's dead. Glad that character was important. Um, um uh, wait, there's still one more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Hold on, do I have notes from the original strain? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Because I'm trying to think of what... Gus! His name's Gus. Oh, the gangster. The, yeah. The gangster guy, yes. Yeah, the person, not... person who's an actual character in the first season, but he's literally just a gangster in this. No, oh, yeah, where he stopped being a person. But, uh, Gus it, is being trained by the vampire hunters. Uh, the head vampire hunter's name is Vaughn, by the way. Is it Vaughn? Yeah, it's Vaughn. I have it written down. Great. I'm. Vaughn, Vamp Vamp Hunter. That's what it says. <laughs> awesome. All right. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, he's a super cool character. It would be a shame if he died in like three episodes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they they use him. They use Gus to invade the Stoneheart Corporation and try and go kill the master. But the Stoneheart Corp uh, up in the Stoneheart penthouse, they have sunlight things. They have, well, sunlight lights. Ultraviolet light. No, I'm calling them sunlight lights. It's a lot easier to say. All right. <laughs> uh, sunlight lights. And pushes all the vampire hunters into a pit. And then they die. So, yeah, one of the coolest things about this show is just gone now. You know, the anti-vampire hunter group made of ninjas. And, and they're and, also vampires. And Gus. And Gus. Who, well, Gus doesn't die because he isn't affected by sunlight. Yeah. He just gets out of dodge. <laughs> he, yes, instead of, you know, helping out with the cause or anything, he just ducks out of dodge and meets a, a luchador wrestler named Angel. And has a thing um, with his daughter, too. Yeah, that, no, no, I think they just work together. I don't even uh, think it's his daughter. So why the hell is he so overprotective, then? Because he's just a protective person. He doesn't want her getting hurt, which I, is fair. Fair. Because <laughs> Gus honestly seems like kind of a dick. Yeah. But, um, 
fuck, does anything happen with Angel? Oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Because well, he has so far been entirely pointless. Yeah, because, like, his whole background is he was, like, a B-movie actor, but then he got injured. Well, he was a luchador who was also a B-movie actor. Yeah, but he got injured on set when, like, one of the stunts went wrong. Like, they kicked in his leg, and it actually ended up injuring his leg, and that's how Gus recognizes him. Um, yeah. And then, like, yeah, but they, they, they escort the girl to go to someone's uh, house, and they get attacked by vampires, and they survive, and that's... And they're all able to fight vampires. That's all it goes. It really, it's really been completely pointless so far. Uh, also, Ratman and Dutch are fucking. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a thing now. They're they also by the end of this part of the season are working with police because they're because the police are just oh, okay. Hold on, the city is just basically going with kill all vampires on sight. Fuck this. Yeah, and the rat dude. The rat killer and Ditch are good at killing them, so they do that. They help the police do that. And the only really other subplot that there is, is there's this whole corporate thing going on that I really don't give a damn about. But, like, there's something with the Stonar Corporation trying to work with, like, people in the city... And there's the congresswoman that's, like, really cracking down and saying, Hey, we should just kill all the vampires. And we find out her... the uh, uh, Nora has to kill a relative of hers or something, and yeah, who got bit, and that's like, all that goes. <laughs> yeah, that goes nowhere. Also, Zach. Oh, um, sorry. There's one more plot line because the mother is still a thing. Yep. Because, okay, I'm going to say this without any commentary because I want to talk about the scene in full later. Okay. So Stoneheart supported a school for special needs children. Was it specifically blind or was it special needs? Uh, the uh, the class we see is blind, but I'm assuming the school probably covered other special needs. Okay. Well, they bring the special needs children to the Stoneheart Corporation and kill a literal school bus of blind children turning them into an army of super like vampire kids and the mother is kind of upgraded into being a leader of these children and she is hunting down Zack and almost gets him by the end of this half of the season but they they fight her off yeah sounds terrible don't worry we'll get to that we'll get to oh there's more to that and yeah. Oh, also, uh, the master, we saw in a flashback in episode one that the master can switch bodies and the Nazi gets totally blue balled at the end of <laughs> episode six as the master switches bo switches from his Boris body into the heavy metal singer. Yeah, I think... Or or gothic singer, I don't know what he was. One, I think he was a heavy metal singer. I think like the music was like stuff like that. Um, um, and I, I think the only reason they did that is because they wanted to redesign because Boris looked really fucking silly. <laughs> Boris looked dumb. And the internet basically agreed. So yeah, that's where that half of the season ends. And then note, there's one more thing. There's Boner. Oh, right. A uh, new vampire hunter, vamp vamp hunter, whose name is uh, Bonerson. And we don't know his actual name. It's just he carries a sword that has a hilt that's shaped like a bone. 
That is, it's probably actually made of it bone. It probably is actually a bone, but we just were just like, okay, it's boner, Bonerson. Yeah, we're calling him Bonerson because we're mature adults. <laughs> um, he, he has some, he was like shipped there and goes and talks to the old ones that all the vampire hunters were able to. He's like, you've been fucking this up. I'm going to fix it. We need a group of people who, who can walk around in the day, though, even though we see him walking around in the day at one point. But yeah, whatever. because I'm just at first I thought I was just like, oh, OK, he just has a hood and that's covering it. No, he takes his hood off. He's fine. Yeah, and it's clearly morning. So apparently he's a half breed of some sort. At least we're guessing because that's the only or thing that would make super sense. vampire or they just yeah. thought tinting it slightly blue meant it was <laughs> nighttime. And that's where that goes. Yeah, and that's where that ends. So, yeah, we're it says at 2740 something. So we're almost at 28 minutes and we're probably gonna cut out like a few minutes. So like 25 minutes was all it took to uh, summarize as opposed to like a, almost an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do we get the good out of the way first? Because there's not a lot. <laughs> sure. Let's get the good out of the uh, way. Um. The flash, the opening to the season, the flashback was kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, because that was directed by Del Toro. They yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, it's actually good because it's probably the last thing Del Toro ever did to this series. <laughs> like some of the flashbacks are actually interesting. Like the one, the opening scene in like old times where they see the master can switch bodies, and also the one with Abraham looking for the book with uh, the one guy in the wheelchair. That was all really interesting because stuff was actually happening and the plot was moving forward. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, let's, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. What well, was also way more interesting because it was actually having fun was they actually showed like the climax of the B movie that angel was in. I was like, can you give me more of that? That's ridiculous, stupid oh. and fun. <laughs> oh yeah. The thing angel was in, it was, him as this, he was in a normal luchador match, and then it turned out the after he unmasked his opponent, they were a vampire, and he had to go and fight <laughs> his vampire minions with, like, cross brass knuckles. Yeah. It was rad as hell. It was, like, two cross brass knuckles. They just, like, hit them and stuff. And, and they, like, had the, like, really corny, like, Bride of Frankenstein type thing, or I guess the Women of Dracula or whatever. Like, the, the they looked like the Bride of... Like, they, they had that old-timey, like you know, horror female look. It was fun. Yeah. I was having fun because it was silly and stupid. I was like, well, I, I'm having fun, Justin, in the strain season too. <laughs> and we could tell when the show was being good because that's when time flied. And when we got back to F or Nora, it went so fucking slow. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, also the, uh, the cop action scene at the yeah. start of episode five. That was like the only thing in present day that was cool and interesting because it was well shot <laughs> and actually suspenseful. And it was cool because there's, they, they were trying, they were like hunting down the little kids and the kids, the way like, they well, no, they were just clearing out the building yeah. and happened to run across the kids. But the way like they moved, they're like jumping on buildings, flying around, like going in and out windows and like down like walls and stuff. The CG was actually really good on them. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's some solid yeah. work there. I don't know oh, if some of it was, if like some of it was practical for the jumps or they just did all CG, but it looked 
really solid for yeah. a TV show. <laughs> it's like, I'll take the shield versus vampires. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was impressive. Like, and that is the one thing, like the gore and the makeup, even though it has a slight downgrade is still the effects in general are still really solid, even though the rest of the season really suffers from writing, which we'll get to. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and it has some really interesting concepts, like, you know, making a pl anti-plague almost, like to fight the plague, like to actually like kill the vampirism. That's interesting. Um, and also having it so where the master can see through all the other yeah. vampires. That adds a good bit of extra tension. And also the fact that he knows what's going on in their body. Kind of fun. Yeah, cause, and there's one scene, which is kind of awesome, where F just kind of looks into the eyes of the one person they're testing on his turn and just, like, kind of intimidates the master. He's like, oh, so you can see me through that. Well, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. <laughs> um, and then, like, the, I, the thing I thought was really interesting, too, is, like, when the, uh, um, when he actually successfully infected a bunch of the vampires and they, like, because what they do is they, like, inf like they infect the one um, dude they were experimenting on and then he goes and lays down because it's spread by contact. Um, the, when yeah. Master finds out, he has them all just slowly commit suicide, which is like a very morbid but really interesting concept. <laughs> yeah, they all jump off a building, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so the infection doesn't spread, so they kill themselves. But yeah, it's it's like there's some some good still in this show, but it's just, it's so crippled by the horrible horrible writing and, and story decisions in this. Um, is there anything else good you can think of? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think here too. I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, well, okay. The one lady who's helping out boner seems cool, but we don't get to, we don't know her name and she's been in the series for all of like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. But she's been the most, She's now the most likable character. Yeah. So, you know. And some of the actors still do a good job with what they're given. Like the main head of Stoneheart, I think he still does some really solid acting regardless of, you know, how terrible the script is. <laughs> yeah, even though he's a bit creepy, but yeah. hey. Yeah, but hey, yeah, there, there's just a few new characters introduced. That's interesting, but yeah. Um, oh, and there's some good camera work. Yeah, like, there's some good camera work when it's not terrible. It's why when it's not terrible, yeah. It just it's it varies, which is so weird. Um But yeah, that's that's about it, I think, for the good. Which Okay, sucks. where do we start? Good God. Um well the thing that immediately immediately stuck out to me as soon as we started up the first episode was the writing and how much of a downgrade that got compared to the first season. Um, this is basically turned into any other American television show writing. The it's script. The Walking Dead, but worse. It is. It's somehow worse. At least The Walking Dead had still... I, I, I still argue it was still well-written up to a point, but... Yeah, this feels like late-season Walking Dead, yeah. though, which is... So fucking bland and no passion ran into this. Just it's your exposition. Yeah. Bitching or trying to be cool. Like think about like a really generic American like pr police procedural because there's plenty of those like really generic writing characters that are barely written well. Um, it's, it's like that. <laughs> it's so... It's really it's bad. so bland, honestly. <laughs> the writing is bland. And the thing that kills me is that, like, you know, 
I think the biggest problem is that everything around the main characters is stupid, but all the side characters and flashbacks and all that have way more interesting details than our main group. Like whenever it gets back to our main group, we're immediately just like, uh Yeah, this is this is getting a bit away from the rain, but I'll come back to it. Yeah. There's this feeling I realized in I think it's episode five where the world is still like New York City is falling apart due to this semi-apocalypse going on in it. And it's actually becoming more interesting to see outside, but we spend so much time indoors with these characters. We don't know what's going on outside and it's just infuriating. Yeah, because it's like, I'd much rather be watching that than, you know, whatever the fuck the characters are doing. <laughs> I'd rather have an entire episode of just the street cameras around New York City as all this shit goes down. Yeah. Then stay with our main characters. But it's literally, it's just entirely shot. Like, like all the, the main characters for the majority of this half of the season spend their time in that little refuge that they have. Um... <laughs> I think it has kind of, it's another Walking Dead thing is that I think is a little similar is I think that like whole safe house is a little too safe because, you know, in season two, they went to the farm and nothing happened because just, you know, they were safe there. Well, this house is safe. Nothing happens. There's, it's not like the end of season one where like the Nazi finds them out and they actually infiltrate it and they have to be. Well, okay. Run. Being fair, we're still at the beginning of the season, so it will probably still get raided at some point. I know we will, but my point is it's like they, they aren't put in enough danger for us to care. Like there's whenever they go outside, there's little scenes of action and all that. Um, but it's like whenever they're there, it's just nothing happens and it's just boring. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what really doesn't help is the writing of Zack. I have no fucking idea what they did to Zack. Um, and they shoved a massive stick up his ass. That's what they did. In the first, I, it, even, it even looks like a different actor. We're not sure if it's the same actor. <laughs> we could look that up, but we don't care. <laughs> it's just he has become a little bitch. Like he's literally whining and like just pouting and being an ass about everything. It's like, how dare you take for pretty much the entirety of this half of the season. He's bitching at F because he, he's like, I want mom. I want her to be cured. And F is just like, she, her, her insides are literally changed. She cannot come back. She's as good as dead. It's actually that that doesn't work. That's how it, it's I can fix it. We can fix it. There's even a point where, uh, F tries to take Zack to their little lab where they were experimenting with diseases, and Zack starts trying to destroy the research like an asshole. I think me and Justin were just like, slap him. <laughs> yeah, it was like, fuck you, kid. Yeah, and F eventually, he does grab him and like throws him up against like the glass where it is and like shows him like the zombie that and all that. He's like, see, this is what mom is now. And like the Nora's just like, no, no, stop it. I'm like, no, fuck that kid. <laughs> no, this kid fucking deserves, like, okay. I get it. He's trying to cope with losing his mother in a sense, even though she's still somewhat alive uh -huh. in a technical way. But it's written so terribly, he's just an asshole. And here's the thing. Um, 
in season one, he was fine. He still like had emotion stuff, but he was bearable. But the problem is his transition to being a pissy little brat. There is no transition in the first season. He acts, he acts completely different in the second season two than he did in the first season. And there's no explanation at all. <laughs> it's just, yeah. He's for a someone who was literally standing up for his dad, even yeah. when his dad was called a terrorist, he is suddenly so against him for no reason. Yeah, and I wouldn't be so mad if there was like, you know, a reason for it or like a transition or some explanation, but there is none. He's just acting pissy because I guess character development, conflict. Hell, I would even understand that sort of jump if we were a year after the first season. Yeah, it's but like we're a week. Yeah, it, it's explained. It's a week. It's like, yeah, you know, if like he still hadn't seen his mom after a year and F wasn't doing anything to, you know, kind of, you know, look for his mom, then, yeah, I'd understand his anger. But no. <laughs> um, Hopefully next episode after his mom, because his mom has been tracking him. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll cover that a bit more. But at the end of episode six, she tries to kill him. So hopefully the kid will stop being a piece uh-huh. of shit for the rest of the yeah. season. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of, you know, wow, this was done just, you know, all character development conflict. F's drinking again, and it goes nowhere. I guess he's a bit more of an asshole. I guess, but still, it's like they heavily, heavily focus on this. It's like, look, he's drinking like they zoom in on the glass and show him taking a drink. And he's like drinking in the lab when they're doing work. He's drink- See, he's drinking again. He's going off the edge and it kind of literally just goes nowhere. He's a bit more of an asshole, but he still makes like- solid judgments. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he fucks up uh, looking into the disease. It's not like he gets someone killed because of his drinking. No, it just. It does nothing. Yeah, literally. I mean, to be fair, he kills the one guy by throwing him off a train. But well, he wasn't drunk. So. He wasn't drunk. Exactly. Like they showed that he bought like alcohol at the bar, but he never drank it. <laughs> no, he drank one of them. And it was, you know, it was a beer can. Yeah, it was like clearly a cheap like New York style beer or something. Um, but yeah, it's like he wasn't wasted. It didn't show him throwing up or you know, making bad judgments. It just goes nowhere. He's just a little more of an asshole and that's it. Yeah, there's no point here. And also, with the writing, the last part where F's friends get killed, we can go into it a bit more, but it's so clear. They wrote themselves into a corner and couldn't get out of it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Because it's, it's again, the, the biggest problem with the writing and the story decisions is that we have barely advanced the plot at this point barely advanced it and when we did actually advance the plot they killed them off and it went nowhere (laughs) and that is my biggest problem with the writing and all that is that it wasted my goddamn time i time was wasted because this is pointless we could have been focusing on you know the outside world or you know bigger implications of this and or other things that actually advance the plot but no we focus so heavily on these subplots that go nowhere and it's literally feel we're halfway through the season and the plot has barely advanced yeah and nothing has been accomplished i guess yeah. abraham might be closer finding the book but that's it <laughs> everything else was rendered useless and it's just like, yeah, thanks for wasting my time show. Thanks for that. Yeah. And 
The main thing too is the reason I know they wrote themselves into a corner is because F's friend, who is played by um, his actual the wife. Saint... Huh? I think it's his actual wife. No, well, that one, the chick is. But I'm talking about the friend he first meets up with. Oh, Lucifer. Yeah, Lucifer. He. It's the same actor who plays Lucifer in the show Lucifer. So we're just going to call him <laughs> Lucifer. But Lucifer is just like, oh, yeah, I can get you contacts in two minutes. And he does. <laughs> he he gets F contacted to all the correct people. He has paper. F gets paperwork basically the next fucking day to sign off on all this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we could just finish this all up in two seconds. But no, we need this show to go on for two more seasons. Yeah, that was the point where you could tell they wrote themselves into a corner because stuff's actually getting done. But it's getting done a little too fast, so let's just nix the whole subplot and start anew. Oh, the vampire... The vamp vampire hunters broke into the Stoneheart Corporation. Oh, we wrote ourselves into a corner. Um, he has a sunlight <laughs> security system, and it kills all of them. <laughs> Really? <gasps> yes. <laughs> but the the one subplot I find personally just completely pointless so far is the whole thing with Gus and Angel. What is the point? Where are we going with this? Yeah, Gus still hasn't joined the main group. He has lost his uh, vampire hunting buddies. He's not much better than he already was at fighting the vampires. So what's the point? To me, that's very similar because remember in season one when there was like only one sob plot, I felt completely wasted my time. And that was the thing with Zach and going to get some smokes like that was yeah. only one little subplot that wasted my time. This feels the same. That Where is this subplot going? What are we doing? Why are we focusing on Angel? I don't know. But there's a difference, Cameron. The smoking subplot lasted one yeah. episode. This lasted four. This has gone on and they keep focusing on it and bringing it up. And I'm just like, show, where are we going with this? Get to the point. Stop wasting my time. Yeah. And another thing with the ring is, OK, I get it. You need a logical reason for characters to know things that the audience already know. Yes. You already wrote yourself into a corner there because you turned off all the internet and phone calls because those don't work anymore. Yeah, they're still off, by the way. The hacker never actually successfully got them on. Yeah. So now you need some character to come in and exposition for two minutes so that way our characters will know the thing that we already know. Instead it feels... Go on. Hmm? Go on. It feels really lazy and it takes up needless amounts of time. And not to mention, the characters are still being separated, so we're probably going to need this conversation at least one more time to catch F up on everything. Yeah, so instead of having the characters find it out in an interesting way by, you know, actually going out and doing stuff and finding this out for themselves or working that in there somehow, we just have um, the bodyguard come in and just dump two minutes of exposition so they're caught up. That's it. I, again, I wouldn't have minded if it was to the entire group or if it was yeah. or the group talked about it. But no, he only tells this to Abraham and I think the rat catcher. Yeah. And that's it. And that's another thing about the writing. Why are the characters all separated? 
Yeah, we spent all season one making sure they were together and working together and then separate them. Yeah, it's like, are we trying to retread through season one? What What is the point of this? Why are we separating everybody? <laughs> we made the joke that, like, Abraham appeared in virtually no scenes with the main character, so we're like, oh, he probably got sick of them and just <laughs> wanted to film his own. <laughs> he didn't, didn't want to deal with their writing, so he just works by himself now. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, so uh, Abraham dumps vampire juice into his eyeball so he yeah. can stay strong. So he can stay alive. So that that's brought up and it's, it's a thing. It, it's, I guess it was a quick explanation because maybe people on the internet bitched and moaned like, how can Abraham do the fighting? And it's like, here's how, yeah, it's like, I, 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 I get it if he was like maybe 60 or 70, but he's like a 90 year old man, like still wielding swords and chopping off heads and shit. <laughs> I mean, I just accepted that because that's cool. Yeah. But Which, I yeah, know some I know some parts of the internet like to yeah. bitch about everything. Well, so. yeah, I know. And I don't get it. It's like, uh, I'm sorry. What's wrong with having fun, guys? You don't need an explanation for everything. <laughs> After saying that, let us continue bitching about this yeah. show. Uh, Before we continue bitching, there is one good thing I remembered. Oh, uh, what? The blowjob transition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the blowjob transition. Because there's a scene where, like, uh, there, there's another subplot where uh, Ditch is going to check up on her girlfriend or whatever, and she goes to see her mom, and it's literally just like a soap opera where, like, the mom's just like, yeah, well, you did this. Maybe the real monster is you or something like that. And then they go back, and uh, Ratman comforts them, and she, she gives them a blowjob, and you hear this <laughs> sound, and then it cuts the vampire in F-slap. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, that... <laughs> I, I will give the editor a fucking A plus there. That was hilarious. That was fantastic. Oh, man. Oh, I found it in my notes. The guy's name was Curtis. Curtis. That's it. Curtis Redshirt. <laughs> yeah, Curtis was the uh, the one bodyguard who got killed. And we called him Redshirt just because, you know, obvious nerd joke. <laughs> oh, God. But, um... <laughs> Actually, whoa, I forgot that subplot was completely dropped. Yep. Yep, another one Where, that's completely dropped. <laughs> no, with a ditcher trying to find her, uh, the girl who, yes. well, the girl who ditched her in the convenience store because she finds, like, her missing poster. Yep. And then it's like, who put this up? I didn't do it. Someone else must know her. And then this goes nowhere. It's literally never been brought up again since episode three. Yeah. And so that, again, another subplot goes nowhere, wastes our goddamn time. Uh, so anything else to say about the writing, or? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, if we remember, it will be brought up, because next thing to move on to is how the editing is sometimes good, but dear lord, it gets horrible at times. Oh, the final episode goes back to the fucking issues we had in the first season yeah. where the editor just cuts in the middle of tense scenes, not to cut back to anything else that's tense, but just completely breaking the goddamn flow of the show. I think it just like, yeah, there's, there's a tense scene where it like cuts back to them in the safe house just talking. And it's like, I don't care about this. Get back to what's actually interesting. Um, Honestly. But the one scene that sticks out in my mind is the fight scene in the bathroom and the pool. 
<gasps> oh, you mean, hold on, uh, worst moment so far. Yeah, that's what I have it written down as. So we have had a lot of problems with some of the editing decisions, but we didn't think it would get this fucking bad. Oh my god, okay. So the setup here is um, Ratman and Ditch are in a YMCA, basically. And they find a bunch of vampires sleeping in the locker room. Yep. So they're, they have their silver grenades, and they want to kill them all. And then the editor just did the worst job he could to show that. There's, like, these weird cuts, and there's, like, close-ups of them in slow motion, and, like, just, like just this horribly it's horribly shot too it's not just edited, it's, it's terribly shot as well so it's the combination of that and like they throw the um grenade and it blows up and it's just I, I can't even describe it i can't begin to put pick apart the problems with the editing here <laughs> okay i just thought of something with this scene uh-huh because from a filmmaking standpoint it felt like they had let's say to be Nice. 12 different camera angles. Yeah. In that small of a space, that would be a bitch to set up. Yeah. So they spent a day, a good day, probably shooting this one scene and then decided, let's use all the footage mm -hmm. and cut to all of it as quickly as possible. That's probably what happened. It reminds me of the one scene from Taken 3 where he jumps over a fence and there's like 12 different unnecessary angles. <laughs> oh, that one has like 18 or 24, I think, someone yeah, counted. But it's the same. It, but this is the same thing where it's like there's all these unnecessary angles and just cutting, 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 cutting. And the shots are good. And there's a lot of it in slow motion for no goddamn reason. <laughs> also, the silver grenade. This is petty, but the silver grenades are just glitter bombs, it feels like. Yeah. And then the vampires melt. <laughs> they go off and it just literally glitters in the air. It's it's not as cool as I would have hoped. Like, you know, chunks of silver going into them and like, you know, de like tearing an arm off or going into their head or something. That would have been cool. <laughs> no, it's silver dust and then, it, and they, then they, they just die. They just melt. Uh <laughs> And then the whole, to top all that off, they didn't, they, there was, I think it was Nights on Broadway by the Bee Gees was playing on the speakers, but it was the MIDI version of the song. It wasn't even the real version. It was like, like this MIDI version. I'm like, you couldn't even get the actual song, even though you got Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival later, which probably cost just as much. <laughs> But Cameron, yeah, <laughs> it was expensive. Oh God, fucking hell! Just and then it's followed by the pool scene, which is one of the worst written, one of the worst written scenes in this whole series. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair. There's a lot of terrible scenes. There is, but especially that I was rolling my eyes so fucking hard during like when they were trying to make romantic talk, and it just sounded so dumb. The romance between those two does not work. No. And it's interesting because, like, there is some hint of that in the first season, I think. Like, when they're on the roof and talking, there's good chemistry between them. But that's all dropped just for this, like, terribly written romance. And it's just... Oh. Yeah, now it's... bait. Now it's... Instead of being humans talking, kind of hinting that they have a thing for one another, it's... 
I my pussy is wet. Let's fuck. Yeah, that that's what it goes down to. <laughs> like every two seconds, these guys are making googly eyes at each other. It's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, instead of being subtle or interesting, it's painfully obvious that you know. Oh boy, they're in love. Get it? Character development. Well. See, this is something you should care about for when we kill Ditch. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I'm just assuming. Probably. They're probably going to do a Walking Dead. Like, that was another thing. When we got to the church scene, um, we could tell, okay, someone's going to die here. That's how it's shot. We've seen enough American TV shows to know, yeah, they're going to kill someone off here. Huh, we're in this big, dramatically lit area, and the camera keeps zooming out to show all of the characters in yep. frame. I wonder what's going Oh, no, one guy died. Yep. And, of course, it's the black guy. It's the black guy with no development. Surprise! Yep. Good job, show. Um, anything else about the editing? Uh, nope. So, That's... now we move on to... The school bus full of blind children. Oh, we're going to talk about the school bus? Okay. <laughs> so I don't usually like to give uh, CinemaSins any credit. Uh, Obviously. But they had a running gag from what I remember where it was like, oh, do this to look more like an asshole for villains. Because, you know, they would, they'll eat an apple or they'll be cruel to a poor person yeah. just to show they're a dick here it's already established that they're nazis okay our villain here is killing the entire human race is working with nazis how do we make him more evil let's have them bring in a school bus of blind children and murder all of them they don't show it, but they clearly murder all of them in this, like, dirt pit or something like that, because... Well, no, they murdered them and then buried them in the worms so they would come back as yeah. vampires. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Get it? He's evil! And then the mother, who has been turned into, you know, the this, like, secondary force. Yeah. She he is given the army of kids... And then she just breaks one of their necks. She's like, I guess the logic being it doesn't feel like Zack or it isn't Zack, so fuck that kid. I think she breaks a couple of their necks. <laughs> well, there was a whole school bus of children, and then she has only five, so we can assume she yeah. broke the rest of their necks. So yeah, add that to the surprisingly high dead child count in this show. <laughs> also, add that to the fact that on live on normal tv not pay-per-view yep. we are allowed to break a child's neck because when we were watching season one um he had the blu-ray and i had the prime rips um which obviously they're both they're they're both the same thing obviously but yeah mm -hmm. like we watched them uncensored like because there were a couple episodes he said in the blu-ray that said oh director's cut or something like that um, a producer cut, producer something cut. like that. Yeah, we watch these on FX on the FX channel, and uh, yeah, so we know for a fact that this is what made it to air. <laughs> um. Also, actually, I want to bring up a fun fact about Hannibal because I know I mentioned it to you, but we didn't get to mention yeah, it on the show because we, we finished it up. Yeah, you know, we finished it up, and I think you read it after we finished the show. Um. Yeah, I watched the behind the scenes of season one. This is a minor spoiler, but. 
I wouldn't worry about it too much. There, in one episode, there is a killer who tears off, pe- like cuts open people's backs and turns them into, and turns it into wings, like their skin into angel wings so they can go to heaven or whatnot, whatever he cra- thinks is crazy. Yeah. There's a shot in a motel room with two people full naked with skinned backs. And it's like this whole Hellraiser Silent Hill looking scene. Like you can see like the their bones and their spines, and like their skins torn off in the wings. And I found out that the only difference between our Blu-ray copy and the TV version is you can't see their butt crack. Well, it's their butt crack and their bones, right? No, the bones are still in the TV version. Really? All they needed to change, because well, since they're nude and from behind, you can see their butt crack, the TV said no. So they covered it with more <laughs> blood, and that was fine. Yeah, blood, guts, you know, spines sticking out, all this really fucked up shit. Um, but the TV people's worry was butt cracks. Was a butt crack. Out of corpse, because that's too sexy for TV, I guess. The fuck? That's, what the that's f- just a fun thing to know whenever you're like, how do they get away with this on TV? That's the limit right there. We could just butt crack, apparently, yeah. and saying fuck. What kind of fucked up people are running that? The fucking network. Like, yeah, and it's the whole thing. And it's the blatant hypocrisy of American TV that I always love to bring up is we can have all the blood, guts, dead children, mass murder, all that. We can have all we want of that. We can we can have our cake and have seconds. But fucking God forbid we show a little bit of nudity or say fuck. You know what we should do? What? On the uh, topic wheel, we should put Hannibal behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then if we land on that, we'll quickly go watch Hannibal 1, 2, and 3 behind the scenes uh-huh. and come back and talk about Because there's some interesting stuff there. Hell, hell yeah, I'd be down for that. We'll add that to the topic list. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, back to the strain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to snapping dead blind children's necks. Yeah, it's just this so pointlessly evil See, There was no reason to make the kids blind. There was no reason to bring up that the school was owned by Stoneheart. I could accept that you just found vampire kids. Yeah, but no, they had to include this scene to just show how evil he was. Because, you know, Nazis aren't evil enough. (laughs) It's so fucking dumb. God damn <laughs> and okay we've gone on for about an hour now it's we're at an hour 125 or something like that um, oh really but here's the thing we've gone on this long and we're only halfway through the season well uh there's still more things to complain about too. oh okay yeah so go on what, what else do we have i i think that's uh, all i remember you, you want me to go through my list of things oh yeah go ahead and go through your list yes <laughs> Because I have a good couple of things. Uh, one of them that bugs the shit out of me and was in episode one in the cool flashback. Fucking the master had the bone face from the comics. It was clearly shown we could do it in makeup and we did it. Yep, because we pointed out in our first episode that, you know, the master looks way cooler in the comics than he did in the show. Because the show, we just called him Boris because he was just a fat Nosferatu. It looks silly. And the internet agreed it looks silly. So, but they showed us right from the opening, hey, we're able to do this, we just didn't. 
Fuck you. <laughs> Honestly. Also, um, with staying on makeup, the vampire makeup has gotten lamer. Yeah, because like the I understand it's a TV show, so we can't have everyone super detailed makeup. Yeah, but still, because <laughs> the effects are still consistently good. It's just the ma- the vampire makeup has gone down a bit of a notch because. The children are clearly like actors in masks. Um. <laughs> well, okay, I'll give the children a pass because the CG looks good on them. The any scene, action scene with them is interesting. That is also true. Um, I'm talking more of the hordes of yeah. vampires, where it's just they have white faces. Yeah, they literally just—I think they just put a bald cap, put them in white face, and then just had that um, the the red throat thing. I think they added. And that's it. Sometimes, well, sometimes it isn't there. Sometimes it's like just yeah. some red squiggles. It's not even the full thing. It's gotten a little lazier. <laughs> and it's like, it just feels so much lamer. And the, another scene that comes to my mind is the one scene in season one where they're like trying to protect the old couple they end up experimenting on. But oh, um, the, the zombie, the vampires, there's another issue with the show. In the first season, there was some tension when the vampires appeared. Here, they just come. Yeah, there's no buildup. It's just every building turns out to be turns out to have no windows and be full of vampires. Yeah, like in in the garage when they're trying to protect the old couple, I think the lights go out, they come back on, and then just vampires start rushing them. There's no tension. It's just, this is the walking dead now. We're just shooting a horde of mindless creatures running at you. They're not vampires, they're zombies. (laughs) Actually, I just thought of something too. We see um, Gus taught how to... um how to fight the tongue leech things yes. with his bare hands. Oh yeah, that's right. They trained him in shit. <laughs> yeah, they trained him to do the vampire vampire the vampire vampire hunters trained him to do that. That never comes up again. No, like you said, they die, he just leaves and then that's it. And then he just shoots them in the head or he hits them with a silver axe. That's it. Yeah. Which silver axes are cool. <laughs> But they are, but still imagine a fight scene where, you know, they're stuck one on he's stuck one on one with his bare hands. Yeah. He grabs the tongue, he slams yes. him against the wall yeah. or something. There's a cool scene here. Like maybe he like loses the axe somehow, like his vampire flick like hits it out the window and he's forced to use his hands. Like he looks around, but then like he remembers, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, that would be cool. But nah. <laughs> nope. Again, another thing brought up that just never comes into play. And I know we're only halfway through the season. Um, so we're not judging it by the whole thing, but still, um, we're halfway through a season and barely anything has happened. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, what was the fireplace line? I forget it. The fireplace line? Yeah, I remember uh, the head of Stoneheart and his assistant come home and it's a, and there's a building burning outside yeah. and he says some joke about a fireplace. Well, it's supposed to be planned for last. Like, he's like, well, at least we still have our fireplace or something like that. It was like something that was supposed to be like. A... It was so oddly evil. It was kind yeah. of hilarious. It was just, we kind of laughed. Yeah, because I think it was just, and then like he laughs and then she just kind of looks at him like the fuck. And he's like, <clears throat> well, uh, sorry. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was like M. Bison in the Street Fighter movie saying, oh, it was just a Tuesday. Yes, yeah, something like that. It just, 
Oh my god, I don't know. It's just oh man, the writing just took such a fucking nosedive. It's so crazy. Like we didn't think it could get worse, but god damn, did it blow our expectation out of the water. Hell, I would rather watch the second half of season one than any of these episodes. On okay, episode five maybe, but Well, yeah, but <laughs> Because there were, again, there were times where there was still cool stuff happening. And there were times when we could tell that it had some interesting ideas it wanted to go with. It was just bogged down and just absolutely crippled by the terrible, terrible writing and the terrible storytelling decisions that it went with. Honestly. And should we say it here? Because we, we both kind of agree on what uh, we're doing with yeah, the is, season. Is there, any, is there anything else you want to say beforehand that's terrible or... No, I think I'm good. All right. I think we got that out of our system, but uh, yeah. So based on the first half of the season and based on the fact that we're both dr- kind of dreading to look forward to it. And when we do watch it, we're just drained of our energy. Um, we've decided to not continue the show after season two is over. Yeah, we are still going to finish season two. Yeah. But season three has the worst reviews is said to be the worst season and we're just not like this isn't even funny bad it's just painful and draining like if it was really dumb and like really over the top and like this horrible horribly stupid shit was happening like yeah that'd be fine that'd be fun but it's not it's not funny bad it's not like the room where it's so bad it's good no this is just bad or even Lucifer, which is a show I personally don't enjoy. There's not enough character here to keep me watching. Mm-hmm. Everyone's an asshole or terrible. Yeah, it's just it's taken such a nosedive. Um, there is a st- and, go on. No, I'll let you go. There's a stigma, though, that I don't know if you want to explain. <laughs> oh, um, well, I was going to explain a few things. First off, do not worry. We this is. The long series are the only way we can technically cheat the wheel. Yeah. And our logic behind that is this is something that's going to take up multiple episodes. If we already stop having fun at the halfway point of a series, there is no good reason to continue. Yeah. And Unless... We- and we talked about this beforehand, too, I know. We like mentioned a little bit about, like, oh, if a series stops being fun, we have the right to stop it. Um, but yeah, this if a series stops being good, we have a, we have the ability to say no. Yeah. And um, like our logic again with short seasons, it's just like, you know, they're they're like one season. They're either 12 to 26 episodes. And that's fine. We can get through that. But this is multiple seasons. Uh, we have what? They're like 13 each. So there's 13, probably 13 and 13. Yeah, that's like 20. No, uh, season four is 10. Uh, but still, that's over 20 episodes more. And we just can't physically deal with this <laughs> the, those are 20 episodes more and all of those are near an hour so yeah. but there is a way if you want us to suffer <laughs> <laughs> and this is fine but if 20 separate people it can't be the same person just spamming us if 20 separate people message our twitters it mo- I'd say mainly message the Cinema Roulette Twitter. Yeah. We will continue the strain. This number will change to pay if we have more viewers in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Um, But yeah, so uh, 
But yeah, if 20 people say, please continue the strain, and if your reasoning is just, you like hearing us in pain, or you you believe that season four is so good, we should get through season three just to talk about it, fine, we'll do it. But until then, after we're done with season two, this ship is done. Yeah, and it has to be, again, 20 separate people, and it has to be, like, none of our friends. We uh, we, we decided, because that'd be cheating, so it can't be we be gamers, so. <laughs> or, or Steven, or, or Steven. Goober. Yeah, it, it can be no one that we know personally and are friends with. It has to be 20 separate people on the internet that follow us and listen to our show. Thank you for that, by the way. I say if our friend... If any of our friends yell at us, uh, they have to sit through it with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yes, we we thank you so much for listening to us, by the way. But it has to be 20 separate people. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only way we will continue the show. I'm not sure if we're going to spin the short series wheel or the long series wheel when we're done with season two. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm thinking short wheel just because I, I want something quick and easy and good. Power cleanser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, when, w- by the way, we're not going to continue this afterwards. We're going to take a break and watch like a good movie or something. Between We're in the yes. middle of June right now, so yeah. we got time before you have to hear this episode. Yeah, so <laughs> we're, we just need a solid palate cleanser before we get back to the pain that is the strain. Yeah, uh, actually, I technically speaking... Next for both for us in the present and them in the future is the killer. So hell yeah. <laughs> by John Woo. Is that going to be dealer's bet? No, that was on the wheel. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. That's our next week. Cause last uh, movie was lone wolf and cub too. Oh, yeah. And then we got the killer. That's right. Okay. 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 <laughs> cool beans. <laughs> Watch. We're going to be like a hundred episodes in or something. And we're going to gain a bunch of fans and people, all of a sudden it'll be like 30 people message us hey remember what you said about the strain season 2 <laughs> oh I'm fine with that yeah. I'm 100% fine if I take a break from this show for 100 episodes I am good fair <laughs> fair. <laughs> but yeah that um, that's it and, and that's that and we're fucking done with the halfway point so thank god <laughs> the, and I do a hundred percent. I'm not even trying to exaggerate. I literally cannot watch a movie or show the next day because I feel so drained after watching The Strain. It, it, I will give you this show. I've, I've, I've never really had a show that physically drained me because it was so bad. I will give you that. Good job. That's a new low. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. I'd like to watch the Millennium Actress already, <laughs> which by the time this episode comes out, I have. Don't yeah. worry. But- Ask me about it on our Twitter, Roulette Cinema. <laughs> that's be- that's the way cinema, I, not the way cinema, that's the way Twitter put it, or you could probably just look up Cinema Roulette. Yep. It's also in the description. Shameless plug, but uh, yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> Yeah, it just it physically drained us to the point where afterwards we had to do something fun. We we couldn't just end it there. We had to do something to get our minds off of this shit. Jesus, it's so bad. Good God Almighty. Um, but yeah, that was the first half of the Strain season two, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> first half. Fuck off. The first half. Oh joy! And there's no wheel spin because we're technically not done with it. So, is there any way you want to end this, or anything else you want to say? No. 
Thank you so much for watching this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to follow our hosts, Justin is at JKPancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at CameronPicksInc on Twitter. You can watch the video version of the podcast. Sometimes you actually get to see our host faces at CamCam on YouTube, or just look up Cinema Roulette Podcast. Thank you so much to Teller's Place for their artwork that we use mainly in the YouTube version and you can kind of see on the podcast version. If you enjoyed the show, please consider either subscribing to it or rating us on whatever podcast app you use. That would be cool of you.